hello. Welcome into Game Aesthetic, episode 127. Hopefully you're having a phenomenal day today, whether if you're watching this live alongside with us or watch out the fact, listen out the fact, no matter what, we appreciate the hell out of you. Uh, I got both the boys here with me. Zach here at the start today. Zach, how you doing? How you feeling? I'm doing good. Feeling good. Gonna hopefully stay that way for another day or two, but we'll see. Uh, we'll see. Hopefully. What about you, John? I'm doing pretty good. Uh, Carmine Corp's about to play G2. Yeah. So. Full transparency. He may get distracted this episode. Uh, yeah, RLCS Winter Majors going on and uh, got a quarterfinal match to see who's going to semis tomorrow. So, been waiting on this match for a while. Yeah, so yeah, full transparency. Pretty, pretty much been waiting on this match all day. <laughs> yeah, he, he may get distracted at multiple points in this podcast. Uh, for today's episode, uh, it's going to also be pretty chill. Uh, we're just going to do a big like uh, video game Q&A, uh, just uh, full transparency. I'm literally just doing this to stockpile like TikToks and shorts content. So you can go follow us over at TikTok at Sparky3Official. We appreciate that. We did the same thing with Animan Plus uh, back in like February with episode yeah. 101, and I still got content I can pull from it. So just uh, figure we do he's, this today. He's been trying to talk us into doing this for a little while now. So at least like three weeks, three, four weeks or so. He so, keeps yeah. bringing it up to me. Yeah, every, like, hey, every you time. Do this? You want to do this? You want to do this? Every time you weren't here, Zach, you kept bringing it up. Yeah, it's like, hey, you want to do this? You want to do this? Let's do it. Uh, so, I mean, it'll be, it'll be fun. It'll be chill. Uh, I will briefly touch on the Mario movie. Uh, and then we just got a lot of stuff in the weekly wrap-up. So, be a pretty chill episode. Uh, make sure to go check out Agent Inc. Use their referral link down below. Uh, show some support there. We'd appreciate that. I think they've got a sale going on for multiple creators' hoodies right now. Uh, so, definitely go take a look at those. See if you find a creator that you may know or a hoodie that you just like and you just want to pick it up for cheap. Uh, and then, of course, check out some Rogue Energy with a referral link down below as well. New flavor is on the way. Don't know what it is yet, but cannot wait to see what it is. Hopefully, it's an energy formula. That's what I'm hoping. I'm hoping. I'm hoping for energy formula. I, we're, 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 it's time. We haven't we're had. We've, yeah. we've, had, we've had. We've had several hydrations. Yep. Let's get. Let's get a new energy. Yeah. You know, the last energy we had was uh, good old rocket pop here. So it's been a little bit. <laughs> and we had after that moon dust, then the black cherry lemonade, and then the two hydrations we just got. So yeah, we're, we're due. We're due for a new energy. So I think I'm, we I'm, actually had all the canned flavors. Yeah, all the cans. Came oh out yeah, after all, that. Yeah, so that's true. Yeah, so Rocket Pop, all the cans, Moon Dust, Black Cherry, and then the new, current new hydrations. Yeah, that's true. So yeah, hopefully the new flavor will be energy. That's what I'm hoping for. Looking forward to seeing what it's going to be. Uh, also join the Discord, and I think that's it for now. So I'll go ahead and start turning on the music. Uh, one thing to shout out here early in the episode before I forget about it, because I usually tend to forget this little thing unless i throw it on the script uh this upcoming week uh we will be on a scheduled break next weekend uh may rearrange the studio is why i'm wanting to take a break i'm gonna i'm gonna aim i'm, gonna, I'm going to at least try to rearrange it I got, I got some plans so we're gonna take a scheduled break next weekend and then the week after that we'll be back at it which uh we whenever we come back like we got back-to-back week uh weeks of uh games coming out honestly because we have dead yeah. island and the week after that we have star wars Jedi survivor which their previews for it look pretty sick um, and there was a couple other kind of title, few titles in there here and there. Uh, I know like this week we do have the Mega Man Battle Network uh, Legacy Collection coming out, but nah, what, what, there's not a lot to talk about on that. You know, it's a collection of old games. Yeah. It'll, it'll be it'll be fine. <laughs> you know, it'll, it'll be fine. Uh, Horizon DLC as well. I'm hopefully gonna check that out day one. It just depends because there's like three different things coming out that week. I think Cause it's like Dead Island that, and there was something else. I just don't remember what. So. Yeah, lots of cool stuff coming out here soon. I'm pretty excited. Uh, I, got, I did get um, I did get my Dead Island pre-ordered, so I'm looking forward to, to playing that one. I got a pre-order for Xbox. So, oh yeah, Minecraft Legends. That was the other one. I plan to check that one out since it's day one Game Pass. Obviously, 
Uh, that comes out on the 18th. So I'll be playing that, and I'll be playing Dead Island 2. So I Horizon think, may get shafted. We'll I think see. by that point, I'll probably have played Ghostwire Tokyo finally. So. Yeah, that's right. It, did it come out already, or does it still come out here? In like It's coming out next week. Okay, next week. Got it. Got it. Uh, you boys got anything before we uh, jump into stuff? Anything at all? I mean, you know what I did, so. Yeah, why don't, why don't we go ahead and say, tell the world what you did, Zach? I mean, I ain't fucked up about it. So last, <laughs> I know you're not. So last night, I Alex texted me and I got bored, so I texted him back, John, Naraka or WWE? He texted me back, WWE. I then sent him a picture of me buying the $100 coin thing for WWE. <laughs> Zach, we talked about this. You're not supposed to do that. <laughs> I mean, the other the other question I was going to send in Discord was PS5 or $80 of Naraka Gold. That's a large gap. That's a large difference. That, yeah, that's a, that's a significant gap. I mean, that was considered yesterday, too. That is such a big gap, though. I mean... If you would have proposed that question to me, I would have been so confused. I, I, I would have cost you a lot more money than you. Yeah, I would have, I would have too. I would have told you to get the PS5. I mean, I have the money, man. Go buy a PS5, then. I mean, I could. I wouldn't play it right now, though, but I could. Jesus Christ. I hate you. <laughs> I don't know what to tell you, man. Oh, God. Yeah, I, whenever he sent me that yesterday, you know, I was with my lady. and I was just like, which one should he play? And she said the first one. So I was like, okay. And then a few minutes later, I just get the picture of the, of the currency purchase. He, he, and I'm he like, wasn't wanting to, God. He wasn't wanting to play the, like, WWE or Naraka. He was playing you. Yeah, <laughs> that's true. He was. <laughs> he got his entertainment before he did anything. That's, that's true. That's fair. <laughs> Jesus Christ, dude. Oh, what about you, John? You got anything? Not a whole lot. Um, and if anybody's a uh, new Path of Exile uh, league just dropped, hmm? shout out to that. Friday. So I've started playing it a little bit. I don't know if I'm gonna play it too much. I just kind of started playing it because I was bored. Right. So there's no telling if I'll actually feel like playing it for very long, or if I'll get bored very quickly. Kind of like a coin flip when I start playing Path. I'm like, either I'm going to play it for 100 hours this league or I'm <laughs> going to play it for about four. There's no in between. Nope. <laughs> that's honestly about accurate. That's what that's what it was like when, whenever uh, we lived together. Like You would either play it religiously or you'd kind of touch on it and drop it. Yeah. <laughs> I, I jump into it. I'm like, let's see if I'm having fun. Okay, I'm having fun. This is what I'm doing now. <laughs> this is my life now, and that's okay. <laughs> Well, uh, I went to go see the Mario movie uh, on Wednesday, and it was a very pleasant experience. Was I, it? Yeah, I very much enjoyed it. And, you know, I, I saw the um, the Rotten Tomatoes score where it was, like, rotten with, like, a 48%. Yeah. I didn't think anything of it because I'm just, like, I read some of the reviews on it where it's just, like, you know, the it, uh, there was one review that mentioned something like it didn't build on Mario, uh, Mario lore or the mythology of Mario. And I'm what? just, like... If anything, like it, it's doing the lore of Mario justice because it's doing something that's been long forgotten, and that's the fact that these guys are actually from Brooklyn and fell into the freaking pipe. Yeah, you know, like if, what? Like some of the reviews were just stupid. This is not. This was not a movie. What Mario lore is, is there? Well, the thing is, I don't know. It's just something somebody's. It's it's something that when nothing is 
you couldn't find anything. You're like, They're well, just they, didn't, to sound smart. they didn't build on the lore <laughs> or, the, or the characters or the background or anything like that. It's like, who gives a fuck? It's a Mario movie. Yeah, exactly. It's like people are going into it to have a good time. They're not going into it for a deep introspection. I was about to say, I don't like, know look. what kind of fucking lore there is for Mario besides like in very small games. Yeah. Just like I guess like the general like start of the series and there's really not a lot. Like the, like it's there's pr- more Luigi has more lore than Mario. I mean basically. Like I don't know man. I mean this the reviews like I said this this movie was not made for critics. It really wasn't. It was made for fans. If you're a fan of Mario, this movie's absolutely fantastic and the audience score is like 98 99%. You know, it's already passed uh Frozen 2 as the as the highest grossing um animated film in history. Uh, and it's on its way to a billion dollars as well. I nice. mean, like it's it's making up record-breaking money, and it hasn't even released in Japan yet. <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So I mean, like it, it's doing incredible. The only thing that I would say is a complaint, and I don't, th- and I understand. Who do you think they get to dub over Jack Black? That's a great question. I would love to know the answer to that. I'm a Jack into that. Black. <laughs> See, that's a valid option too, because Jack Black would totally do shitty Japanese to yeah, dub over yeah, he, he really would. He would be all in on that. No, like uh, the only thing that I would say is like kind of a negative towards the film, and I've seen people talk about this, but it's like I understand, I get it, especially when this film, like, while there's a lot of adults like myself and a lot of other people going to see it, this film is all obviously directed at a younger audience naturally. So the pacing is very quick, and I think it's just to help keep attention. Yeah. You know, and that's fair. The movie does feel very fast. Like, it does feel very, very quick. Uh, but it's a fun ride from beginning to end. The references are all over the place. Cool little nods here, cool little nods there uh, that you know make you smile throughout the entire film or whatever. In terms of the voice acting, everyone was was fantastic uh when it comes to the the notorious chris pratt as mario um, i wouldn't say he was fantastic i would say he was good there were a few times where chris pratt came out you know what i mean you could very clearly tell in a few instances it was chris pratt but then like there was all the other times where like he was just naturally talking and stuff like you just forget it was even him like it was it was fine i've I've seen videos saying uh that it it almost seemed like all the worst parts about like the Chris Prattness of the Mario voice was were in the, the trailer. Yeah, it was hundred um, percent. You know, Seth Rogen as Donkey Kong was really good. I, I like that. You know, Seth Rogen's laugh made it into the film like three times, so that was that was funny. Uh, Jack Black as Bowser was like unfreaking believable. It was so good. I mean, I'm not surprised. Yeah, by no, that. no one is surprised by that. It, it's it's fantastic. I'm more Char- surprised he didn't pull out a sax boom. No, but he did have a lot of he did have a lot of singing moments. Yeah, there was there was at least three different times where he was playing the piano singing, and it was fantastic. <laughs> it was incredible. Uh, but no, I mean the movie was great, guys. Uh, I mean, like it's it's a movie that I'd be willing to go back and see again, and just to have a theater experience for it because like, I mean everything about it was super sick. Um, can't recommend it enough uh, if you're a Mario fan. It is just a very fun, stupid little watch, but. Uh, anyway, uh, let's hop into really the main and only topic for today's episode, which is just, like I said, just a bunch of video game questions, uh, just kind of chilling today. Uh, there was a couple other things that we could have milked if we really wanted to, you know, cause right now in terms of games we're playing, you know, at, based on the thing that we started with here, Zach's just still kind of hopping between Naraka and WB, you know, you've 
jumped in some path playing yeah. Rocket League. The norm, I'm still well, playing Persona. Yeah. So we're not playing anything yeah. new at the time, but that's yeah. coming here the soon. O- the only new game I'm playing is a, a deck building roguelite called Across the Obelisk. Yeah. And uh, I'm playing that co-op with a buddy of mine. I still need to play that. It's a lot of fun. It, all, it does look a lot of it's fun. It's a lot of fun. It's a lot easier to manage if you're playing co-op because you can have each person play two members of the party. Oh. So you only have to keep track of two decks. Gotcha. That does make it easier, yeah. So, because you control four four heroes on it, and then you go through it. I mean, it's a roguelite map where you go through. The map is static, so when you go through it, you there's four characters for each class gotcha. that you can unlock. So if you don't get one on one run or if you find them in one zone, because you have to, to unlock some of them, you have to go to the zones in specific orders to get the items or to talk to them and then be able to get the item or go to the place that you, that they need you to. Gotcha. It's a lot of fun. It's got more depth than we realized when we started playing it, which just makes it fun. That's like the first time I played the Dankest Dungeon. Yeah, because we beat our we beat our, our run for the first time last night. Okay, cool. Nice. Which unlocks like modifiable difficulties. So for with, anyone who went, what the fuck's the dankest dungeon? It's the darkest dungeon. That's I, just yeah, I, I, I rolled with it. I knew <laughs> what you were talking about. But yeah, I mean it's it's a fun deck builder. Four characters, four decks. A little confusing. Co op fun. Co op fun. All right, good deal. Good deal. Yeah, and then, uh, like I said, a week after next, we'll have a couple new things going on. Uh, you know, J- Zach checking out Ghostwire. Uh, I think all three of us, Dead Island, is that right? Or probably all three of us? Is that about accurate? We'll I see when no we idea. get there. I say yeah. a lot of things yeah, and then don't back them up that, when I mean, it comes to what games look, I play. I'm getting it, but the question if I'm going to play it that Friday, so that's the question. So I do feel you. <laughs> I do feel you on that. So I have any- the intention to play a lot of games. <laughs> I do too. <laughs> and it fails a lot, unfortunately. All right, let's hop into the questions, boys. Hopefully, we can get some uh, some great content out of this because that's all I really want here. Uh, all right, so first question, starting all the way back at the very beginning here. What is the first video game that you ever played? Duck Hunt. I think that was mine too. It was either Duck Hunt or Mario World. Okay. I don't remember exactly which one was the first, but three stick out to me. Mario Paint, which you know, because th- shout out to you for picking one up for me recently at a local game store. Uh, Scooby-Doo Mystery and uh, a game called Mr. Do, if anyone knows what I'm talking about. I think I've seen that before. Yeah, it's like a little clown arcade game, whatever. Yeah. Yeah, yeah one of those three games was my first game ever on the Super Nintendo. I, I, for some reason, I, rem- I have the memory of when I got my Super Nintendo at Toys R Us. It's just stuck, it's just stuck in my brain for whatever reason. It's the defining moment of my life. But I don't know which one was the first game, though. It might have been Scooby-Doo Mystery. <laughs> it might have been that one, then probably Mr. Do. I actually completely forgot Mr. Do was a thing until I saw it at a store recently, and it's just like, core memory unlocked. And I'm just like, oh, shit. I forgot that thing was even a I've game. I've played this piece of shit. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I've played this, this garbage before. Anyway, all right, so next question. Uh, gaming system of choice per generation. I Just date it back to your first generation. That, that's just what well, I Well, this is one of those ones that's odd for me. That's because fair. Because I, 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 a lot of systems I've just never had. That's fair. And also, I was always one or two generations behind everyone else. So, like... The the like the first system that I like me and my brother actively went out to get or like made a conscious decision to buy was the Nintendo sixty four. 
And then after that, which really for me, my console of choice, you mostly which ones I had. So it was like Nintendo 64. Then I had a Dreamcast. Shout out to Dreamcast. It's like, and then after that, it, it, I kind of, I was still behind everyone. So it was PlayStation 2. And then 360. Like 360, I preferred over the PS3 for the most part. PS3 kind of brought me back in towards the end of the life cycle of when I had mine. Uh, and then PS4, 100%. Oh, yeah. It's like nothing. It's like I had an Xbox One, but PS4 was just. Better. I swapped over to that generation. And then this generation is hard to say. For the current generation, I have a Series X and I have a PS5. I've played them about equal. Okay, fair enough. Fair enough. What about you? Um, Genesis, Super Nintendo, then it was 64, then PS2, 360, Xbox One, then Series. In 64 for me, then GameCube would be my definitely my preferred of that generation. Next generation um, was obviously 360. Dumped so much time in 360. A lot of time with you and, yep. and Jared. A lot of time on 360. And then, like you, I jumped to PS4 uh, and then went over to, um, you know, I would say in this generation, I would, I would definitely say the Xbox Series is probably my current console of choice. I play that more than anything else for sure. Yeah, I mean, it for me it probably would be like series if it wasn't for the fact that most Game Pass games I play on my PC. Yeah, and which I actually we just got a comment from our guy Steve. Uh, he threw out uh, NES, Genesis, PlayStation, PS2, 360, uh, one, and PC was now his final yeah. one. It's like so, that's I mean, fair. PC's I mean, fair when the option is available. PC for the most part. It's like I play most things on PC. Certain games I prefer to play on console, but those are kind of rare. Other than that, I'm mostly playing games on console just because it's easier for playing with people or it's not available on PC. Right. Yeah, that's fair. See, the only time I do PC now is if I go hard into a management or strategy game. So then I just start doing all the layouts on the keyboard to just Mm -hmm. quick cast stuff. I don't even know the last time I played a PC game. I'll be honest with you. I'm not going to count Marvel Snap. I really don't know that. I have like this super nice gaming PC, and I legit don't know the last time I used it. I legit don't know the last time I used it for for a new game. I'm just going to be fully transparent. Omega Striker? Probably. Yeah, probably Omega Striker or or Gundam Evolution. Yeah, (laughs) one of those two. (laughs) I just don't play PC games, man. Not that much. I'm glad I have the option to. I am glad I have the PC souped up to the way that I do because, man, does it make processing so quick for video stuff. So I am very thankful for that. Uh, but, yeah, just don't do a lot of uh, PC gaming. I mean, I, I play so, college football revamped because uh, it can run it. So my, The way you phrase that is kind of the opposite of me. You say you, have, you like having the PC for the option to do it. That's me with the consoles. Okay, there, that's fair. There's games <laughs> that I want to play, but it can only play on consoles, so I buy the consoles. Yeah. That's fair. That's fair. All right. Next question. Uh, game with the best cutscenes, in your opinion? I think I already know your answer. Uh, 
honestly, I didn't come up with one game in particular. I I I wrote down Tail series. That's a, okay. That's fair. I respect uh, that because I don't know that every Tales game has fucking nuts cutscenes. Mm-hmm. They've always done a really good job with that, and their cinematics are like fucking god tier too. Okay. All right, that's fair. For me, uh, mm, I would probably... I, one of one of my personal favorites would probably be like Marvel Spider-Man. There's a lot of sick cut scenes in there that I really enjoy uh, throughout that game. Um, what about you? No fucking clue. <laughs> I was about to say, he's either thinking hard over there or he's bored out of his fucking mind. Because, <laughs> I mean, yeah, cut scenes are a thing, but in gaming, those are very secondary to me. You know that's why I just like in my mind I can I can see that yeah that's that's same thing like I typically I don't give a shit about cutscenes I don't like the breakup of the game to yeah. show me a, a right. several minute cutscene that's why I appreciate them in like the Tales series because they always they always look fucking great yeah it's like the Tales ones I'm always like okay I'll just I'll sit here as long as you play this. <laughs> I mean, the only game that I can think of where the cutscenes I was like, I was very okay with was like Final Fantasy VIII. Okay. Just because at the time with the PlayStation, their like full 3D cutscene cinematics was sort of, I don't know if it was ahead of the time at the time, but they were very notable. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they, they were a lot better because it's like I saw some of the cutscenes, but I didn't play the the game yeah it's like yeah their their full cutscene and everything were very good for the time yes so like that's the one game that sort of sticks out for me a cutscenes where i was just like i was very into it whenever they played mm-hmm. steve also threw out which this is a very very fair one while i'm not a fan of this game series i've been forced to sit down and watch some of these cutscenes, and i will admit they are sick steve threw out world of warcraft that's totally valid. <laughs> Those cutscenes are pretty sick. Blizzard goes yeah. hard on all their cinematics. Yes, they do. They they are very clean, so that's totally fair. But that's the thing. That's the only thing with me. He said World of Warcraft. Yep. I would have to double check because is it cinematics that uh, promotion cinematics or actually in game cinematics? In game cinematics, a lot of them look are are really good as yeah. well. Okay. They're, they're, yeah, they are. It's like they're about same quality as some of the some of the promotional stuff. Okay. Yeah, because the bit of time I did play well, I said, fuck it, I skipped through most of them. That is the problem. You watch them once, and then you don't watch them again. Yeah. <laughs> that, that, that 100% true. All right. Uh, uh, that's another thing with cutscenes. If you give me the option to skip, I, it doesn't matter how nice it is, I am always tempted to hit the button. I am too. <laughs> D- don't get me wrong. I am too. <laughs> I, it's like some some games, the cutscenes are great. I will watch them. The best thing they can do is make you watch the cutscene the first time, and if you come back and play it again, give you the option to skip. Oh yeah, hundred percent. If they do that, it's, if they if over. they do that, I'm like you you are fucking awesome. If you, they do that, at least probably ninety five cutscenes are being skipped for me. There are still those few where it's just like this one's so great, I don't want to skip this one. But ninety five, uh, yeah, I've seen this. Let's move yeah. on. Let's move on. Let's move on. That's <laughs> my problem with like I've been playing Celeste co op with some buddies. We finally got it where it's actually working. And every time you interact with somebody, there's like a little cutscene dialogue that happens. And I've played through the beginning part of this, the campaign we're doing. So I, I know the cutscenes. I know what's happening. I know where we need to go and that. But I'm having to just sit there with my hands away from the mouse and keyboard because I'm like, 
if I was just playing by myself, I'd be clicking through these right now. Right. Because it's just like you can just click and it just skips to the next page over and over again. So I just sit there and I'd be like, skip past it all. But I'm like, I just can't. Like, I got to sit back like this and be like, all right, you guys make your choices. Yep. All right, uh, next one. Uh, scenes that have made you cry, whether it be happy or sad. So I'm a fucking crybaby, okay? You know, if I had a button for our guy, uh, Diaz, that when he guest appeared on Anime Plus with one of his favorite best lines that came out of that episode, shocker, I cried, they could totally apply here. I'm a fucking crybaby, okay? There are so many scenes that I could shout out that has made me cry, whether it be a sad or a happy. Lots of There was multiple scenes in God or Ragnarok that really touched me. Um, you know, Arthur Morgan's, uh, passing at the end of Red Dead, that was, that was depressing. Uh, Aunt May's passing in Marvel Spider-Man, t- uh, one, um, uh, Dom's wife in Gears of War 2, and then Dom in Gears of War 3. I mean, the list is very long for me, like, up front. I know you guys are not in the same realm as me. I already know that, but yeah. that's just me. Yeah, you, you mentioned, I think you mentioned this before we started. I was like, dude, I don't, it's like, I'll... I'll cry, read. I'll cry when I'm going through books and stuff all the time, at, at moments and that. But games, not as much. Uh, it's like very clear. It's like not necessarily crying, but moments of happiness. Uh, that I guess could be on par with that. There were a lot like initially picking up God of War 2018 and the like. The what it's like initially being being back with Kratos throwing the axe and, pull, and pulling it back for the first time. I don't know a single person who did that and didn't have a big-ass smile on their face. That's probably true, yeah. Uh, again, in, in God of War, Blades of Chaos, it's like that one was that one was much more just like kind of emotional. It's like didn't, not necessarily like crying or anything, but it was, it was heavy uh, going back to those weapons. Uh, but it, for me, it's a lot of the time. It's just like the the moments of joy from like something happening in the game, or it's like like jumping back into God of War Ragnarok, like immediately getting it and uh, like feeling the combat again and feeling the immediate adjustment and speed of the combat. I was just I, like I was I had a big ass smile on my face the entire time, mm. like the, for the first day I was playing it because I was just happy to be back to it. Right. But for me, it's a lot of moments like that from various games. The God of Wars are the most, it's like they're, they're more prominent in my mind because they're the most recent examples of that that I have. Mm-hmm. What about you? I'm trying really hard. I, I know. This is, this is not your realm. <laughs> I know that you do not get super emotional at uh, games or animes or stuff like that very often. It's very rare and in between for you. I really can't think of anything. If you he, don't have something, that's I don't fine. Know. He was, it's like, I feel like he was about ready to get emotional with me when he was waiting on me to beat the fucking Wolong tutorial <laughs> boss. <laughs> All right, that's your answer then. <laughs> I, don't I, mean, know. I, didn't, I didn't have like party poppers or anything like that. <laughs> I, feel, I feel like Zach is, Zach is like, he plays his games. He gets his enjoyment out of it, but he's he's not like I'm super connected to this right now. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I don't. I mean, because I always have that thought in the back. It's like this is a game. I mean, I'm going to enjoy it for what it is, but I don't get very hard attached to any of them. Right. 
Yeah, I can't. I, I'm not definitely not the same way. I That's probably very... why I like team building games, just because I don't have attachments, so I'm more or less have the thought process of, of ooh, this would be interesting. Yeah. Right. He's willing to Woo! throw people away at any moment. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> he, he's just ready to try the wildest things. With no fucks yeah. given at all, which which I can I can I respect I can it. relate to in a sense. Like I don't necessarily get an attachment with people. The last time I played a game and I felt like I was a uh, uh, was it Fire Emblem Three Houses? Yeah, I did my first playthrough of that, and I was like, I can't go back and do a playthrough right now because I can't detach the characters that I just played with <laughs> from the game itself. So I it like in my head I couldn't. Couldn't detach them from there. I've gotten better about that over the years. That's fair versus where I took three houses went, let's see if you can do this. Yeah. It's like now I could probably jump in there. I'm like, fuck you. Let's just do this. All right. Uh, and last one for the cutscenes, boys. All right. Just favorite cutscene or cutscenes. If you just want to shout out one of your favorite cutscenes of all time, just do that. If you got multiple, give a shout out to multiple. You might want to lead this one off. All right. So... <laughs> A, cu- a few, a couple of mine that I can immediately shout out are definitely going to be from um, uh, Red Dead Redemption Two. So one of them, and this is one of those scenes where it's like definitely brought a tear to my eye, and it's just one of my favorite cutscenes because it shows just the overall like character development of Arthur that happened throughout the game. But it's actually, it's actually a scene that you can very easily miss depending on the side missions that you do in Saint Denis. If you do the side missions in Saint Denis with the uh, the sister. Then whenever it comes to a later quest in the game, when you're having to drop off like a, a general at the train station, you either have her sitting there to talk to you or Reverend Swanson, who's been with obviously the gang throughout the game. And the one where it's the sister is a lot more impactful to Arthur's character than Reverend. Reverend, you know, it's a very emotional scene with Reverend as well of Arthur openly admitting that his past coming to an end and stuff. But the one with uh, the sister is a lot more emotional and just a really great cut scene to me is because like as Arthur's kind of talking about everything that he's going through, you know, he has that moment where he admits that, you know, he's afraid of dying. Yeah. And just uh, Roger Clark's portrayal of that moment was just absolutely phenomenal. Uh, another one as well, which a lot of, I wouldn't say a lot of people would miss, but in a percentage scale, I would say like probably 40% of people probably miss because I feel like at the end game, 60% of people probably went with John. You know, that's probably what a lot of people did at the oh, end of the game. Okay. Uh, but if you go the other option and choose to go after the money uh, and you and John go separate ways, there is an, such a sick scene of where. Arthur's going, some really kick-ass music starts playing, and he just, like, says, like, Micah, Dutch, in, like, the most menacing way possible. It's like, come and get me, you bastards. And he starts screaming and shooting up the forest. Such a sick scene. So that's a couple for me right off the bat. Okay. Uh, my favorite cut scenes, it's not from any game in particular. I was thinking over it, and I'm like, what are, what are my favorite cut scenes? My favorite cut scenes are games that let you... that that show the freak they've let you make. (laughs) (laughs) I think he's saying that because of Wulong. Well, that popped in my head, and then I was thinking, like, back... Because I was thinking of, like... Because Saints Row games did that. Yeah. It's like, they let you make freaks, and they'd show up in there. They had all kinds of stuff built in for that. But yeah, like, Wulong popped in my head immediately, and then I was like, man, I I love a game that is like, you know what? It's like, we gave you the options... So we're gonna put that freak in here. <laughs> I, I that those are that's my favorite thing. It's like when when because a lot of times though you can do it, but then they put like 
the bog standard character in right. the cutscene, and it's like, well, that's and that's like immersion breaking. It's like, yeah, I may have made it. I may have made somebody who looks like they should not be in this world, but if if you're gonna let me do it and then show it to me in the cutscene, you know what? Hats off to you. You're a th- <laughs> it's like you're a team player there. <laughs> Still don't know. That's totally fair if you don't got nothing. I mean, again, cutscenes are very. I guess the thing that are we talking about like cinematic cutscenes? Cinematic or in game doesn't matter. Because one that sort of pops ahead head is just um, there's a series of games called Arn R Tonsil, and the second one in particular it has a whole mechanic where your characters get stronger with more skills and become closer through a dive system where you go in sort of the mental aspect of one of the other characters. And in the second one particularly, there's a lot of the cutscenes involved with a character whose name eludes me right now that hit really hard and just how deep it goes into the mental psyche of these characters and just in the terms of what's going on in the world and what they're doing. Okay. Steve also threw one out in chat that I didn't immediately think of that I feel like you can probably also relate to. Uh, he threw out Halo 2, give him back the bomb. That's fair. That's a great That's a great cutscene. Love that one. That one's awesome. See, my mind was, I was, my mind when he was talking about cinematics of that, my mind went to promotional material. Also fair. <laughs> There's some great promo material out there. Because you remember the Halo 3 battle, oh, like the, yeah. the big battlefield that yeah. they had modeled up and everything? That, that was, that was that, awesome. <laughs> that was That's what was rolling through my head. <laughs> no, that was awesome. That's fair as shit. Uh, another one that I, it blows me away that whenever you pass it to me, I didn't immediately go there. But honestly, this one is probably my single favorite video game scene of all time. And I'm really upset that I didn't think of it immediately. It is from Mass Effect 3, When You're Approaching Earth. That is such an awesome cutscene to me. If you know, if you went through you know the, the game and, and gathered up as many um, you know allies as that you can, once you're in that moment with and you're up on the bridge with Joker, and just one by one, more and more armies just you know piling in to go to Earth. That is an epic cutscene for me personally. I uh, mean, I guess now that I think about, it, seeing as I brought in cinematics for cutscenes, the Dead Island one, the original Dead Island. That's with, fair with the girl. Yeah. The, the, yeah. That one fucking hits. Yeah, that's fair. Uh, Steve also said Diablo 4 announcement was insane. I can see that. I can see that. All right, uh, favorite genre. Favorite genre of games. Strategy team team building. Yeah, I figured you would either in that or JRPGs for you. One of the two. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Idle slash clicker games. (laughs) That's also fair, yeah. I play them more than anything else. Right. Okay, that's fair. Um, it's like real. It's like realistically of games I'm I'm looking to sink my time into. Probably like co-op RPG games. Yeah. But as far as time actually spent in or idle games, play more idle games than anything else. I'm definitely more attached to any sort of narrative-driven RPG. It doesn't really matter if it's like. A, you know, these damn Attack of the birds. These damn birds, man. That one just sounded like it was knocking. Yeah, it's like, hey, can I come in? Now, it doesn't matter uh, the format of the game. It could be open world. Yeah. It could be more linear. But like any sort of narrative-driven uh, RPG, I'm cool with. That, that's. I mean, that's sort of where my thing is. Because a lot of the, like, you say JRPGs, but a lot of the ones that I really attach to are ones that uh, allow me to 
recruit an insane amount of characters. I think I saw a shadow. Because <laughs> like, there's a PS2 game called Radiata Stories where you can recruit just about any NPC to become a party member. Mm-hmm. You just have to figure out the way to recruit them. Okay. So by the end of the game, you can have like three, not 300, oh. but like... I think it maxes out at like 165 characters that you can just roll, that you can just choose to have in a party. Right. Steve threw out FPS. Yeah. Boo. Yeah. See, Boo. I, <laughs> Zach, I'm kind of in the same way. I, I do like party, like party narrative driven RPG games in that sense. But I don't know. A lot of it, different RPG games, when you have the availability of like co-op or something yeah especially in like crpgs yeah uh the co-op aspect of it is it changes how the game is played because of the fact that it's really fun a lot of times especially if you you don't like min max discuss during combat or something what's happening it's just kind of like I'm going to try to do it's like it's like I'm going to go for this guy over here I'm going to try something and then as you play, you kind of pick up what they're probably going to do on it, but you don't discuss no in detail. No, for sure. You don't discuss in detail every turn what's going to happen. It's like, I love that aspect of playing like co-op CRPGs together. That's fair. Because, because it's it's like, you may have it go horribly wrong one time, and then you reload the, ch- the save point, and you're like, okay, we're going to try again. Don't fucking do that. <laughs> <laughs> Also, I want to shout out like just like how hilarious the level of strictness is with YouTube's chat policy for live streams. Because like all Steve said to me is, "I love shooters, you jerk," and it was held for review. <laughs> it was held for review, and I had to approve it. I mean, I could turn it off completely. I approve YouTube. We don't need to be discussing shooters openly in text. Yeah. See, there you go. <laughs> I can turn it off completely, but then we've, we've seen what happens there where I get, you know, some sort of yeah, uh, just, sex bots coming in and talking about fucking their sister or whatever Sex robot. Yeah. Sex robot. <laughs> All right. Uh, some of the best gameplay that you've ever played. Ragnarok is definitely up there for I me. didn't have to say it this time. <laughs> <laughs> Ragnarok is uh, definitely up there. Super hot. Okay. All right. Uh, come back to me. I was close to f- something and it left. Uh, let's see. Yeah, Ragnarok's high up there. Uh, Marvel Spider-Man is pretty high up there for me as well. Um, the Mario Odyssey is very fluid. Persona um, mechanics. Persona mechanics are very good. Um, Breath of the Wild has got great gameplay also. Maybe not for you, your Switch chugs, but <laughs> it was fine for me. <laughs> I, w- I wouldn't even say that. Gameplay is fine for like Breath of the Wild. I wouldn't call it spectacular. It was not. I wouldn't call it. Spectacular, I would. I, I would. I would. Good. I would limit it personally to good. I can see that. I, I put it to very good just because of the the amount of creativity you can have for various situations. I mean, we see. We still see it to this day. You know, from you know, the game came out in 2017. We still see dumb shit happening all the time. People come out with new stuff. Because you said the word creativity, the first thing that came to my mind was Divinity Original Sin 2. Okay. Because of the fact that while, yes, it is a tactical turn-based CRPG, the creativity you can have in any combat scenario. And then this, and the game reacts to it appropriately. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's like you just about anything you think you might want to do in that game in combat, 
it'll probably let you do, and then it has systems built in place to respond to it mm -hmm. for different effects. It's one of the it's one of the like games where just like creative freedom in a tactical game feels rewarding. Right. Okay. Uh, best soundtracks. Persona Five Royal is up there for me. I, I really Persona soundtrack. Yeah, Persona the Persona Five Royal soundtrack is awesome. Uh, the Guardians of the Galaxy soundtrack as well, just because that's my that's my style of music. So the fact they have a complete original album for the game, uh, like a rock album, that was super cool to me. So that th those two are definitely immediately come to mind for me personally. Silent Hill Four. That's a good one. Fire Emblem Three Houses too. Got a pretty okay soundtrack. Yeah, I can never die without it. Multiple Sonic games. Sonic Heroes, I thought specifically just now. Yeah, Sonic Heroes does have a really good one. Um, team Chaotix, the best team. <laughs> I do love Team Chaotix to fucking death, dude. That was that was a very fun playthrough. Yeah, it's Sonic Heroes specifically, uh, Sonic Adventure Two for sure, and honestly, Sonic 06 has some bops as well. Like there are a lot of good soundtrack uh, songs from Sonic 06. John is. I'm just. I'm just vibing. <laughs> he got nothing. I'm just gonna. I'm just gonna let y'all keep going. All right. Best. I, it's like most time I'm not paying attention to soundtracks. It's like. That's how I Josh mean, is with anime. It, Josh never pays attention to music and anime. I always thought that was weird. It's like some games stick out to me. I don't want to keep saying like God of War 2018 and Ragnarok, but every. <laughs> But you agreed with me on the fact of every moment of that game, the soundtrack that's happening for it just feels powerful. appropriate and powerful. Yeah. But it's like, I didn't want to say it again, <laughs> but it's like, it's it's little <laughs> things like that. It's like, I most of the games I play, because let's be fair, we've mentioned it. I play Rocket League. I play like a bunch of like indie games and stuff. Most of those, I'm not listening to the soundtrack on. I'm putting my own music on because mm. I don't, it's like sound isn't necessarily the point of those games for me. It's just like gameplay or something to quick jump into and stuff like that. Yeah. So soundtracks for me these days, I'll, at least in like in the last five years or so, I don't pay attention to a whole lot. Mm -hmm. uh, I'm usually listening to my own stuff or I've got the music turned down pretty far. Okay. Uh, Steve threw out Vice City, which honestly any GTA game could work. Really, you know, just because of the songs they put in those games, uh, that's that's valid. Can't can't play Rocket League and listen to music is also what he throws out there. What? Yeah, can't play Rocket League and listen to listen to music. I have well, no I have I, no dog in this fight. I'm I'm going to remain silent because I cannot be I cannot say something non rude. <laughs> <laughs> wow. <laughs> Oh, Jesus. Most Rocket League players only have minimal brain cells. He's just trying to dig at you right now. Don't I, know, I, I know. <laughs> you know it's how like he I, The problem is, if I respond, I'm going to be mean, and then it's going to come... It's like, I'm going to go too far. <laughs> and I recognize... That's what he wants. I started to say it, and then I stopped myself. <laughs> All right, moving on, moving on. Next question. Best art style? Chumpo Soft Games. Okay. Yeah, they're getting your other window now. Man, these birds are aggressive. Oh, <laughs> uh, oh. Uh, one of the one recent game that I love the art style on Birth. Okay. It's a hand drawn art style. It's 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 just very beautiful looking. Yeah. I really enjoyed it. Uh, I guess because it's my most recent game, obviously it's in my head, but definitely Persona Five Royal sticks out. 
Uh, I love the art style of that game, top to bottom. Bro, for real, this is the third podcast in a row that we have had just birds aggressively attack our windows, and I don't understand. <laughs> like, what the hell is going on? I think we're trying to talk to It's just to the them. same bird. It, it is. probably is the same bird. Yeah, dude, it is. Uh, just let them in next time. Yeah, just open the window up. You know, no big deal. But yeah, Persona 5 Royal definitely sticks out to me for best art style. Just, and, you know... Th- I'm now X amount of hours into the game. I just can't help but to be cap, you know, captivated by the art style still. Just like, you know, menu progression and stuff like that. Just, yeah. the, just the little shit. I don't know. Like, I just, like, I love it. I think it's, I think it's insane. Uh, okay. Next question. I was going to say, what, what was that game that came out recently? It was, it was white. I think it was white. Neon white. Neon, neon white. white yeah. Neon white. I love that art style. That art That's, style was great. Yeah. That art style yeah. looks great. I've, I've never played neon white. Neither but, have I. But the game looked phenomenal. Yes. Yeah, it ended up like with like a ninety on Metacritic. It was put up for a lot of awards and shit. Like, yeah, I mean the art style for it looked absolutely insane. I'm with you on that. Uh, okay, next question: uh, single game best story. I think the way that we're gonna do this one is a game that it stands on its own, didn't get a sequel or a part of a series where the games aren't connected. I think that's how we're gonna answer this. So I think the first one that pops in my head for me. It takes two is absolutely incredible. That is that, that's a good story. That is an un, that is such a great ride. It takes two is is very high up there for me. Uh, I've always loved um, uh, Conquer's Bad Fur Day, Conquer Live and Reloaded. They're the same game, so I I, I count that there. It's just a it's just a, a dumb fun ride. Um, so th- those are two that immediately pop in my head personally. Triangle strategy. That's fair. I picked that back up not too long ago. Still haven't beat it, but I did get a few more hours into it. But um, you know, I'm still working my way through that game, and it's still a very good story. I'm struggling to think of a game where, like, a one-off story that I really enjoyed. Because some games I really enjoy the story up to a point, and then it has it's like really good for most of the way, and then it just kind of falls flat. Uh, Another one for me would be Internal Sonata on 360. Okay. Uh, he said, uh, I'm proud of you, John, for holding your tongue shows discipline. And then the next thing that he said here, uh, I'm assuming because of the game story here is he put uh, Ragnarok in the mocking SpongeBob. <laughs> I don't even know what the fuck that is. Where it's uh, like every other letter is capitalized or lowercase. The, that's the, a thing. Yeah. It's mocking SpongeBob. Wrong category. It's the <laughs> next one. That is the next one. Best multi-game best story. <laughs> Favorite multi-game best story. Could be a trilogy, could just be two games, whatever. As long as they connect. Uh, for this in particular, the God of War series does come to mind. More and more 2018 and Ragnarok, the previous stories, it, the story was there, but it was not as relevant. It didn't come across as well. Uh, I like, I've always been a fan of the Halo story. The original like, trilogy? Well, like the original trilogy and Reach, 
Okay. Because you know, it, Reach it, could account for the other one. Now I think about it. Yeah. Well, <laughs> it it kind of depends on how you look at yeah, it because it that is that is an all encompassing yeah, story true. up to a point. Uh, Reach Reach while it came out later is the starting point for the rest of it. Right. Uh, but it's like those those I do I did enjoy those stories. Uh, there's I'll I'll probably have some more, but. I'll let you jump into it. Obviously, Mass Effect trilogy. I mean, I talk about Mass Effect all the time. Um, but uh, beyond that, the Gears of War trilogy uh, was fantastic playing through that as long as well as the Halo trilogy as well. Um, yeah, those immediately pop into mind for me. Uh, Steve throws in like Shinmu. He throws in Mass Effect as well. He throws in Halo Has a couple other good choices. Um yeah, those are the ones that immediately pop for me. Halo, Mass Effect, Gears of War. Those immediately all pop into mind for me personally. Xeno Saga. Okay. I respect that. I respect that. I'm trying to think if there's any others I would throw out there. Uh, another, oh, also for single game best story, I would also... What are you pointing at me for? Tales of Zillia. I was thinking Tales... I couldn't think of Zillia. I, it was in my head. I, I was like... Man, I don't want to say Tales of and then get stuck not thinking of the last word. <laughs> Tales of Zillia was a very good story that actually did connect to a second game, which wasn't as good, but it still stayed solid. Right. Yeah. Tales of, Tales of Zillia might still be my favorite Tales game. I don't know. I want to play that game again. Yes. I, I very much want to play that game again. Uh, another one for the single game best story, um, it, I would definitely throw out Three Houses. Uh, I've played Three Houses multiple times, like religiously. Def Jam, fight for New York. <laughs> <laughs> I take down Snoop Dogg every time. <laughs> okay, uh, next one, best voice acting. Meh. Can take it or leave it. Yeah, because I mean, voice, I mean, unless it's just absolutely atrocious. Don't pay attention. Alex, you have to say it this time. I can't keep saying it. God or Ragnarok. (laughs) You mentioned that before I did, before we started the show. No. I'm just the one who keeps getting it. Let me stress this. Like, I'm with Zach, actually, voice acting. I can take it or leave it. It does add to it if it's really done right, you know? But there's only a very small handful of games where it just like really stands out to me. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like these games that have like these incredible stories, like let's say I'll use Halo as an example and Gears of War, for example. Good, fine voice acting, but they don't like blow me away like something like the Mass Effect trilogy or Ragnarok did yeah. or, you know, well, Red Dead Redemption 2. Like there's only a few that truly stand it's out the to thing me of personally. Like, voice, like the voice acting, as, as far as good voice acting goes, it's all good voice acting unless it stands out to you for either being exceptional or bad. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Everything else yeah. is just good. So it's like, for for the most part, it's all good voice acting. It's just, does it stick out to, as being way better than you're used to or way worse than you're used to? Yeah. Like you I know? said, there's only a, a small little hand, handful of like way better than I'm used to kind of thing. Worst part, a lot of the games I play are retro Games that yeah. have no voice acting, it's all text based. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, that's why I can feel you on like oh, I can take good. it or leave it. Uh, g- oh, wait, what was it? The, is it. I don't remember if it's. It might be Pillars of Eternity 2. Okay. That 
I, I don't remember if that one has the voice acting or if, or if it's a different one. But, but the voice acting in, I think it's Pillars of Eternity. If it is that one, way better than it has any right to be. Okay. It's, because I'm thinking of either Pathfinder or Pillars of Eternity. Gotcha. It's one of those. I can't separate them in my mind because I played them at roughly the same time. I would think Pillars of Eternity. Would I think have Pillars voice. of Eternity had the voice acting because I played Pillars of Eternity 2. And it's better than it should be. Like, it is, it is, like, for that game, that game's fantastic, by the way, if, if you like that style game. Uh, but, yeah, the voice acting that game does stand out. It might just be because other games in the genre either don't have voice acting or it's not the best. That's fair. Still in the voice acting question, what's the worst voice acting? This one's really hard for me. I really don't know because, like, Triangle Strategy st- sticks yeah, out to me for the, the English the, voice acting. The English cast for Triangle Strategy definitely is the first thing I thought of. It, it was what popped into my head immediately. Yeah. That game would have been better off without voice acting, honestly. Uh, game I mean, was, game's great. Voice acting in WWE two, like 2K20 was kind of <laughs> <was kinda> shit. <laughs> I didn't play that one, so... It's the reason why it took off for a couple years. I knew why. <laughs> yeah. I knew that one was really bad. But, I mean, for the most part, like I said, it's like a lot of the games I play don't have voice acting. Yeah. Or the games that I do play, the voice acting is just, you know, fine. Yeah, it's like just, it's, it's like you said, it's either good or exceptional. And in my case, it's just been, eh, that's good. Yeah. It's like, it's why, it's why, like, the English triangle strategy sticks out is it wasn't great to a comical point. True. Yeah. Cause I mean, didn't you just like immediately swap it to sub? You're just like, yeah, fuck this. Yeah. But I always do that. Okay. I didn't even listen to it first. Yeah. No, the, the, uh, Best voice acting is really NBA Jam. <laughs> Damn it, Steve. Uh, he forgot Shaq Fu. <laughs> shout out to Shaq Fu. Shout out to Shaq Fu, too. That just came out a few years ago. Uh, he also says Resident Evil 4 for uh, best voice acting. I'm assuming best voice acting. Um, oh, shit. Yeah, I mean, it could be. There's a lot of corny lines in that game. So, and some people may, that may be the deal breaker for him, you know? <laughs> that may be the deal breaker to call it shitty in that regard. Uh, this is one that I've been thinking about for literally for weeks just because of a conversation between me and my lady because uh, she is like so, she knows hers like right off the bat without a doubt in her mind. I'm just like, what is mine? Favorite game developer studio. That's actually really Ferrix. Okay. Uh, that, that's very fair for you. See, like once upon a time, mine would have obviously been Bioware. But the Bioware today is very different than the Bioware that I loved. You know what I mean? Yeah. Very different. So that's why it's like, I don't know what my favorite one would be today. I don't know, maybe Insomniac, because honestly, they really don't miss. Larian. Yeah, I see you with that. Yeah. The developers behind uh, the Divinity Original Sin games, mm-hmm. all of the Divinity, Divinity games, and they're the ones making Baldur's Gate 3. Yep. yep. And it's like... So far, everything I've played by them has been some of the best, some of the best experiences in gaming that I've had. And for anyone who doesn't know what Ferrex does, it's Civilization, XCOM, um, they just did Midnight Suns, all yeah. that stuff. Right. Yeah, I'd probably just say Insomniac would probably be mine at this current point because I mean they really they don't really release bad games, thankfully at this day and age. You know, it, maybe if Bioware can kind of redeem themselves, then they may be back in the conversation one day. But we'll see. Yeah, current. I'd say currently for me, Larian has made some of the best games I've played in the past few years. Some of the most excited I am for games going forward. Uh, studio in particular that, I'm, that I've I've been loving lately, Santa Monica. That's true for you. Yeah, Sony Santa Monica. Yeah, 
That, that, that's totally fair for you. Uh, favorite protagonist, Arthur Morgan. Easy. Okay. I need, a, I need to see if this is a clarifying question. When we say protagonist, if you're playing a game where you have the option of creating a character or there's preset characters that you can play that have backstory in the game, do those, count, a fair as, question. Do those count as a protagonist? I would count that. Losi. Divinity Original Sin oh, 2. Oh, okay. For se- it took me a moment on that one. Purely for the playthrough that I had with her. <laughs> All right, I respect that. Uh, yeah, I would say that totally yeah. counts. I feel like people could throw out, like, let's say, you know, Shepard here from Mass yeah, Effect if it, they wanted to. It's one of those where yeah. it's like, there's, it's like you could go very standard. Like, I, I could say Kratos from the newest God of War games. I could say, uh, it's like I could, I could point to characters from different games that people would expect me to say, but Losi is probably one of the most fun because the character has a preset story that you kind of follow. You go through the storyline. Her thing is she's possessed by a she's like possessed by a demon or trying to be possessed by a demon. It's trying to gain control over. And the entire time we were playing that co-op, they like anytime it'd come up, I'm like, I don't I'd, I'd be role playing alongside. I'm like, I don't know why they keep saying this. I'm not being possessed. I just have a friend who who gives me advice. <laughs> <laughs> so just it's like the, the the additional role play fun I had alongside that character is what make is what made me love that character so much. Kazuma Kiryu. Uh, yeah, I'm not surprised by that. Yeah. That's, that's a that's a good pick for you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, favorite side or support character. Shout out to my boy Garrus, man. Garrus is probably my second favorite video game character of all time behind Arthur. So that one that one just fits for me. Garrus or Tally from Mass Effect. You got anyone, Zach? The Coltrane. <laughs> That's such a good pick. Thank from you. From Gears of War. <laughs> thank you. That, uh, Coltrane's my favorite Gears character, so thank you for that. <laughs> I mean, Judgment was bad, but Coltrane was still great in it. Coltrane's always great, baby. <laughs> I don't know about side characters. I don't think I really have a good side character. No one sticks out to you? No. Okay. If you think of something, shout it out later. Uh, favorite group of or team of characters can be good or bad. Doesn't matter. What do you got? Uh, mine's a really random pick just because like as a kid I always thought this was super cool as an adult I still think it's super cool there's just like there's no reason this should be a thing but it is uh, shout out to the Axum Rangers from Super Mario RPG Legend of the Seven Stars it's just like some knockoff version of the Power Rangers that are evil and it's just stupid and I just love it <laughs> oh fuck I love the Axum Rangers man I just think they look cool that was such a dumb little set of villains that we had to fight Groups are sort of hard for me because none really stick out. Because if it's a group, I'm usually probably offing them in some form or fashion. Well, that's fine. But they, none of them stand out because I offed them. <laughs> um. <clears throat> yeah, no, I got nothing for this one. Yeah, this one. This one for me is also a bit rough because 
most of the time I'm it's like most of the time I'm just kind of going through and I'm not I don't care too much <laughs> about a lot of the like random groups and stuff that show up. And then even like it's hard to make a good like like group that actually sticks out. Mm. Like yours probably sticks out because it's something you saw as a kid and you've always it's always been in your head. Yep. <laughs> I don't have a lot of those from when I was like growing up playing games because it's like for the most part didn't have any games that had like groups or characters or stuff like that mm. for the most part. Because if I had to throw one out there just because they got a whole friggin' song about them, the DK family. Oh, that is a good one, though. Especially since they got the song. Speaking of, that song did make an appearance in the movie. Oh, did it? Not the full version, but just like the, the, just the part that focuses strictly on DK, and they, it was just looped. For DK's entrance into the fight against Mario, that song was playing. I'm like, yes, DK64, baby, let's go. And also, another thing that I really liked, because I'm pretty sure out of all those characters from 64, Chunky's the one that's been dead the longest. Yes. Lanky came back for a racing game. Tiny's yes. been back. Chunky was in the movie. He was in the stands watching the fight. Poor guy. <laughs> and I'm just like, he's not dead. Let's go. <laughs> That was one of the most hype parts of the movie for me. It was just like that that song being in the movie and Chunky being alive. Oh, dude. Yeah, this, this might be one where if I think of something, I'll come back to it here okay. in a bit. Favorite antagonist. This one's hard for me because it's the question of like, when in terms of favorite, am I just saying the best antagonist that I've, I've seen in the game or like an antagonist that I legitimately like? It's one of the best antagonists because like, the you know voice actor the the you know the facial capture actor they did a phenomenal job at portraying the character they did their job to make you hate the character but Micah Bell is my most hated antagonist in video game history I hate that son of a bitch yeah, with I a burning passion but I wouldn't say he's like my favorite because I have my pure utter hatred for him so I would actually probably throw out uh, elusive man from Mass Effect I really enjoy him as a character as well as hate him at the same time. What pops out to me, I can't think of his name off the top of my head, the antagonist from Far Cry 3, because he's just done exceptionally oh, um, well. It starts with a V, I think, doesn't it? Voss, maybe? Yes, it is Voss. Voss is, yeah, Voss is, actually, you know, that'd probably be top five for me. Voss was uh, was an incredible character. He was an exceptionally well-written character and led to the trend that is Far Cry now, but yeah. he was sort of the starting one, and he was just exceptionally well-written. Yeah, no, I agree. Voss is, Voss is fantastic. Because uh, Far Cry 1 and 2, I didn't really get into. Far Cry 3 is what really got me into it. and all Far, the fu- Far Cry 1 and 2 was more or less you're a guy taking on some group that there yeah. was no, like, face for them. Yeah, because Far Cry 3 is what changed the whole format, right? Yeah. Yeah, and all the Far Cries I've played since, uh, no one has stood out like Voss. Voss is, like, by far the best. Not necessarily, like, a, a antagonist that I would call, like, my favorite by any means. But, I mean, one I've always enjoyed, just because he's charismatic. He knows what he's about. Handsome Jack. Yeah, that's ha- a good one. Hans- Handsome Jack I've always enjoyed. You, there's You don't really ever, like, not enjoy a moment where he's going through his dialogue. Yeah. I guess he could also count as, like, protagonist you enjoy, too. Because you do get to play as him. Or no, a clone of you play him. his body double. You play his body double, but it's the, it's the, you, the character name is Handsome Jack. 
Okay, next one. I already answered for me, but overall favorite video game character in general, mine would be Arthur Morgan. Favorite character. Yeah, just overall number one favorite who would be. Mine would definitely be Arthur Morgan. Garrus would definitely be number two for me. And as you know, another one that would actually be in the top five for me would actually be Johnny Silverhand. Uh, Big fan. See, this is this is one because I've I've never thought about. I've always just enjoyed characters. I've never thought about which one would be my favorite character, because uh, I've always enjoyed Master Chief. Not necessarily just because of like the games and that, because I've read a lot of the books. I've don't I've I, I've gone through a lot of the like, at least a lot of the early backstory that was in there. So I've I've always really enjoyed that character, and it gave it a little more fun for me. Uh, Kratos has always been a fun character. Uh, Tony Montana. Okay, it was a Scarface game PS two. And it's just you playing as Tony Montana through a GTA-like game. (laughs) Fucking fantastic. I actually had that game. (laughs) (laughs) It's just being able to play Tony Montana as if he had survived the shootout at his mansion. It was fantastic. Because he's just literally just playing as Tony Montana. Yeah, I don't... This is another one where it's like, yeah, a lot of characters... I enjoy characters, but... I think favorite for me just kind of depends on what like games I've played recently tend to, I tend to value those characters more. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it, it, I guess it kind of rotates around. But yeah, uh, Master Chief and Halo and from Halo and, and Kratos kind of stick out because Master Chief's always going to be a great, a great character to think back on. But I don't know if that's as much from the lore we get from the games or the book lore. So it's, that's kind of gets, mangled in uh and then yeah i mean kratos hell, i've been i've been playing as kratos for for since 2005 right so it's like i've i've been having fun with that character for damn near two decades okay uh next one uh character you relate to the most this one's hard i can pick out characters from anime and mangas pretty easily webtoons as well but games that one i don't really know that one's actually kind of tough for me <laughs> what Zach? <laughs> well, this one's gonna be so so deprecating. Larry Lafferty. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I don't know who that is. He's from the Leisure Suit Larry series. Oh. Oh. Man, fuck, I don't, I don't have, I don't even know yeah. how to go about approaching that one. <laughs> yeah, that one's tough. Like I said, I can name off so many characters that I relate to in some capacity in you know animes, mangas, webtoons, stuff like that. But uh, <laughs> Steve said, "Don't you dare say Kratos, John." And <laughs> <laughs> one, he is even in the newer games, he is still way angrier than me. <laughs> He's got way more dark shit going on. I don't want to go down that rabbit hole. <laughs> oh, my God. No, I really don't know what my answer would be for that one, truthfully. That one's hard. Um, I'll, I'll try to think on that and come back to it for me personally. 
okay. Uh, most annoying and hated character. Hated, uh, definitely Micah Bell. Annoying? Uh, all right. I know this is going to be a very Navi. <laughs> Took the words in my mouth. <laughs> I was going to say, I know that was going to be a very basic cop-out answer. It is, but it's it's also like, fuck off. It is. Shut up. But I also have a follow-up reason why that is like fresh in my mind as the most annoying. Um, so my last job that I worked at, one of the leads for that job, and it was the lead that I unfortunately had to work with the most because she was the lead over our our state, whatever. I'm not shitting you. Her, she would say listen all the time, and it sounded just like Navi, and I wanted to blow my fucking brains out. So Navi is definitely very hey, high listen. up there for me. <laughs> Like exactly that. Like she would say, "Hey, listen. Hey, listen. Hey, listen." All the time. That's just how she. That's how she spoke. That was one of her like little ticks, I guess. Whatever. And it sounded just like Navi, and it made me want to blow my brains out. So that one's definitely my most annoying because it's definitely like more fresh in my brain over the last few years. Red hair. Fuck that horse. <laughs> that is an annoying fucking horse. Uh, legit question for John. Legit question. Can I pick up 2018 or Ragnarok and get into the game being that I've never played a God of War game ever? Yes, because I did. Yeah, you you absolutely can. It's it's like some of the references and like some of the big moments like they just won't hit you as hard as if you knew all of the lore behind it. Like for Alex, I think I it's like I recommended you just go watch. Well, I I think you, you ended up watching like a forty five minute video or something. Yeah. I that's just because I didn't want to send you the three hour long one. <laughs> Thank you. I felt like you wouldn't have watched it all. Uh, but yeah, you absolutely can pick it up from there. It's yeah. the only the only thing you won't get is like I said, some of the small kind of the hints back to the the original series. You won't get some of the lore and then some of the big moments uh, don't hit as hard, but as far as just picking up the game. Yeah. The game is a lot of the story and everything has some references back to it, but they're minute enough to where you won't, it, it's like, you won't really feel like you're missing out on anything. Yeah. I played probably a collective of like two hours of God of war games before 2018. And I picked up 2018 and I enjoyed it. I thought it was a great game. Uh, Ragnarok blew me away though. Black Ragnarok was incredible. So yes, you can 100% do it. If you just want to watch like some, you know, video, you you know, just get a general recap of of the story so far, you can do that like I did or you can just jump into 2018. Just whatever one, one uh, you would prefer on that. Uh let's see. Favorite couple in gaming. I would say Cody and May it, from It Takes 2. That was a very uh, uh very wholesome heartfelt story. Juliet and her boyfriend from Lollipop Chainsaw. <laughs> I love that answer. <laughs> Shout out to the remake coming. <laughs> I can't believe that game's getting a remake. How legendary it's is that? It's a fantastic game, man. <laughs> How legendary is that? I don't that? care what you say. That actually hack and slash gameplay of it was actually very good. I never played it, but I'm not. I'm not knocking that it wasn't incredible. Okay, I, I just I think it's incredible that it's getting a remake. Like, that's awesome. Like that's 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 such one amazing moment. I believe in you, John. <laughs> um, I 
He's really digging deep in this one. (laughs) (laughs) I ain't got a fucking clue. All right, moving on. on. I'm I'm sitting here. I'm like racking my brain. I'm like, fucking. All right, moving on. Where do we even go from there? All right, favorite classic title? Wild Arms. I respect that. That's and that that sounds right for you. I know you're a huge fan. What are we classifying as classic title? See that that's a gray area. <laughs> like at that, least two generations back. Yeah, I I think that's fair. I I think that's fair. So 360 PS3 would count in that. Oh, though. Can we dial it back further? Because I'm just gonna have to keep saying Mass Effect then. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Let's do, we. Do three generations back then? If that's the case, Twat Princess would be up there. Uh, but if we're going even further back, though, which I would for me personally, uh, I already mentioned it, but I would definitely say Super Mario RPG Legend of the Seven Stars on the Super NES. It's my favorite Super NES game. Um, uh, Conquer's Bad Fur Day on the N64. Uh, Super Mario World is great. Um, Majora's Mask. Uh, those are some that I can shout out immediately. Yeah, I mean... Pokemon Platinum. Orcarina of Time kind of goes on, like, hits up for me. Uh, oh, Sonic Adventure 2. I just lost the name of it. Uh, uh, Attack of the Saiyans. Attack of the Saiyans is such a good game. Attack of the Saiyans <laughs> sticks out to me. Um. Yeah, if I guess if we're going that far back, the original Halo counts. Yeah, it does. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. There's a lot of games from back then that I just love playing. Yeah. I mean, I would assume a classic wouldn't tell me. Is it an appropriate time where we could get a full remaster? Or remake, I should say, not remaster. Soul Calibur 2 then is one for me. It got, it, got, it got its little remaster, but I think the remaster was garbage, wasn't it? I never, I, I never picked so. it up. I think it was I, glitchy. I think it was like super fucked. But yeah, Soul Calibur 2, Soul Calibur 3. Um, definitely loved those games for sure. So I loved Soul Calibur 3 more, but I definitely think I put more time into Soul Calibur 2 on the GameCube. Uh, all right, favorite game series? <sighs> Mass Effect. All right. Legend of Zelda, Mass Effect. Uh, those are a couple ones for me. Obvious uh, ones. God of War, Tales. Uh, I haven't played enough of them to add it on yet, but based on the enjoyment I've had so far with the series, Dragon Quest. Uh, Dragon Age, Ogress War series. You fucker. <laughs> I was wondering when you were going to bring that up. I knew it was going to make a fucking appearance. <laughs> um, Sugadon, uh, Sudoken, Gauntlet. Uh, Steve also threw out Golden Axe 2 for his favorite classic title as well. Uh, Gauntlet is a really good one for sure. Uh, all right, series you'd like to see make a return. Oh man, Gauntlet. Gauntlet would be <laughs> that would be a that would be a that would, good one. Be as sick. long as they do. Better than the last attempt that they had. What was the last? Oh, I remember. Yeah, that, the PC one, port. Yeah, like the PC. The top-down yeah, dungeon the, crawl. It's mm-hmm. like the top-down dungeon crawl that was like half 
half finished when they released it. I mean, it wasn't bad, but it was definitely a different experience. It was a different experience, and it didn't feel great. Yeah. Wouldn't it, I wouldn't call it fun to play. Let's put it that way. It was fun because it was you, Diaz, and myself who yeah, played it, it together. It was fun because it was three three morons trying to figure out or like trying to progress on it without wanting to be helpful. Yes. Uh, For this category, can we throw out um, a game series that would probably return, but we just don't know when it would? Or like something that has to be dormant? I mean, I would assume anything that's been dormant for a bit of time. What's a bit of time? Let's say five years. Because that's a lot of time in gaming. Yeah, it is. Then I would I, I don't know the exact year release. Five years may sound about right. And it's one of those games where it's like, we know eventually it's going to happen, but I obviously just want to see it happen sometime soon, get the announcement for it that, hey, it's at least in development. But let me get another Soul Calibur. You know, that I want I know I know it's going to happen eventually, more than likely, probably eighty percent chance. But it's like just give me the announcement that's in development. You know, like I mean just, it took seven years for me to get taken at Tekken 8. So. Yeah, that's fair. It's a Soul Calibur would be up there for me. Um, one that will never happen. They attempted it, and it backfired massively. I already mentioned it as a classic title, Conquer. Would love to see something more. Uh, even just a, a rema- another remaster, a remake. You know, that's fine. Just give me something. They tried the young Conquer, completely backfired in every way um, because it did look terrible. I would like a new Wild Arms. Okay. In- I feel like F-Zero would be fun. Yeah, F Zero, Star Fox would be one. I would like Jade to see that Cocoon series. Yeah. Don't say yeah like you know what that is. I don't. I'm just going with you, man. <laughs> <laughs> I do that a lot. You know that. There's a lot of instances where you say something like, I don't know what the fuck he's talking about. But I'm just going <laughs> to smile and nod, smile and nod. <sighs> but yeah, no, F Zero would be cool to have come back at some point. There's been a lot of chatter I feel about like, that. Yeah, I feel like that could be, especially in today's age. I yeah. think that would be a mass. Like it would, it would be able to look. It would look amazing. It would look amazing, and I think that I think it'd be a lot of fun to have that. In which, like, they, depending on the control scheme, it could feel really good too. That's what I was thinking because, like, I, I've, I've seen a lot of the F Zero. I've never actually played it, but from what I've seen, I can only imagine what that would look like these days. Um, one that Steve said, which to your delight, Steve, I'm pretty sure I don't. Was it Zach? Was it officially confirmed that Bioshock come back, or did we just see it in the video leak? There was a Nvidia leak. They was well. It was just, yeah, just just a Nvidia link because the actual Bioshock okay. team is working on something else right now. Okay. Well, if it's in the Nvidia label, well, they're working on it. <laughs> one day, <laughs> one day we'll see it. No, if if it was in the Nvidia leak, I go. I consider it true. I mean, it's being worked on. You know, everything that's come out of the Nvidia uh, leak has pretty much been true. Xenoverse. <laughs> Fuck, I know. That's not happening. <laughs> Xenoverse 3, please. <laughs> hey, but we got Budokai Tenkaichi well, yeah, coming we back. We do. We do. So I'm I'm just, that's a big win. I'm just looking for the future, too. <laughs> yeah, that's that's fair. That's fair. Uh, series you haven't played much or at all, but you want to. Dragon Quest. <laughs> yeah, that's that's good one Dragon for you. Dragon Quest. Uh, 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 Dragon Age. Dragon Age is one for me, actually. I haven't played a lot of that, and I would like to. Same. I used to think Final Fantasy, but I think I've given up on saying that. It's like I'll just, <laughs> I'll just play 16 when it comes out because it looks interesting. These days, I'm like, if the game looks interesting, I'll give it a go. I don't care about the previous Silent Hill. Okay. 
looking forward to the the remake. You know, I never played that one, um, but I, you know, so I'm looking forward to playing that. But so I, I do feel feel you on that regard. They're all currently bit. sitting in my closet. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Uh, Steve does throw out there God of War for him. Yeah. <laughs> I assumed. Yes. As it's been the ongoing topic here. Uh, anyway, uh, series that you've played the most? Probably probably Pokemon or Zelda for me. What do you think my answer is? Bro, I have no clue for you. <laughs> I will be honest. It could be a handful. It can't be. It can't be. It can't be the uh, the Augur's War series, can it? No. <laughs> I was like, I know you played a lot of that game, but uh, I, just based on deductions, you've got to have close to a thousand hours in Persona. Actually, no. Right, no, you based on deductions, you have to have close to that time into it. it Acro- I guess it's just not your most played across all five Personas I played. No. It's probably in the like the three hundred hour range, but well, you said you've played Persona Five how many times? Five, and that that's like fifty to seventy no, wait, hour game. That's wrong, not five four. Sorry, it's yeah, still a fifty to seventy hour game. <laughs> that makes that makes up like two thirds of your time right there. Correct. <laughs> Most of the other ones I've only beat like once. Oh, okay. I was sense. gonna say it's like a, that. That's a multi hundred hour. Fuck, I got more time in Rocket League than he has in the entire Persona series. <laughs> <laughs> that's true. You do. Uh, I don't know what is your thing. Gauntlet and Dark Legacy. I guess that makes sense. You have talked about how you yeah. could beat that game blindfolded. Yeah, you did because I recently pitched that we sit down and play Gauntlet. And you're like, which one? Because if it's Dark Legacy, I can beat it blindfolded. I'm like, okay, it won't he be says Dark Legacy. Recently again. pitched like that wasn't six months ago. Yeah. <laughs> That's recently to me. No, like I put a crap ton of time in Gauntlet Dark Legacy. Um, I probably actually have 600 hours because I did full 100% run throughs with each of the nine base characters and like at least four of the secret characters. So I'm talking full map clears, all artifacts, all fucking rune stones, all solo kills on bosses. So uh, at that time that he just pitched of like you know, was six hundred, you said? Yeah. Does that mean your answer would just be Rocket League then? Because you have like no, over I'm a not count, I'm not <laughs> counting. I'm not counting that because if we're counting that, I've got. It's like uh, it doesn't show all the time on my on my Steam profile, but I've got fucking. Double that time in Path of Exile. Okay, because I've it's like I I played it on its own client, then I played it on Steam for fucking like eight hundred hours or something, and then I've gone back to the the uh, standalone client for the like the past three four years. Uh, no, I mean honestly, most time put in is kind of probably like you, Pokemon Legend of Zelda, because I mean fuck when I was younger. The only it's like I had Pokemon to play, and if I wasn't playing Pokemon when we got a Nintendo sixty four, it was one of those where we didn't we didn't have guides or anything. We didn't know how to beat it, so it's like all we had was the person we bought the game from had a profile on it that was much further along than we were. Yeah. So, so that I and what I would do is I would play through dungeons on that other profile that had partially completed them, so I had to figure out what they had done compared to a fresh dungeon. Yeah, and then figure out how to do it so I didn't fuck it up on my save file. 
<laughs> and I would do that over and over again, but because like I, I, because you know, as a kid, when you're playing a game and you're like two thirds of the way done, and you're like, I kind of want to see what it's like from the beginning again, and then you accidentally save it. Yep. There's no going back from that. Yeah. Nope. And I did that a lot. And then like Pokemon, I've played, I've played through. I mean, hell, I used to, I used to just play through the second generation of Pokemon over and over and over again and and play through it with a different Pokemon as like I would catch it as soon as, as early as I could possibly get it and then I would see if I could beat the game with just that. Right. Without like a lot of grinding and stuff. I would just play through normally and see if I could do it with one Pokemon. Yeah. I did that with a ton. Actually, let me thinking about numbers here, I would say I would drop Zelda out of the equation. And I would probably say it's either Pokemon or Elder Scrolls. And that's only between two Elder Scrolls games. But I played an ungodly amount of Oblivion. And I played a solid handful of Skyrim on a few different playthroughs. But I would still say it's probably Pokemon. Because thinking about my numbers, Shield, I ended with like six to 700 hours. Um, Scarlet, I've got like, think like 200 to 300 right now. Platinum, I had about probably my platinum that I still have has probably about 800 hours on it. Oh, my ORAS games, Alpha Sapphire that I played the most has at least 300 to 400. Ruby probably only has like 100. My X had about probably 300 on there. So, I mean, it's just, you know, that ra- that's racking up. Yeah. Like, so I would say Pokemon, but then after that, probably Elder Scrolls just because Oblivion was my first game. I didn't play Morrowind or anything. But man, I played a lot of Oblivion. Like I loved Oblivion. I still, I there's a, a part of me that still loves Oblivion more than Skyrim. Honestly, like I, yeah. I, it's just, I mean, I love that kind of that kind of comes down to which one was which one is your the one you had the most experience with. Yeah, or you you, you played in what order? Because I played Skyrim before Oblivion. Right. So going back to Oblivion was hard for me. That that's totally fair. And it's like my my original Skyrim save file, which I I don't even know if I still have access to. Uh, I know I don't. For it's me. it's like that one probably has like six hundred hours on it, right? Just on that that playthrough, uh, and that was just exploring around, just doing everything I could possibly find to do in that game. Mm-hmm. Uh, Steve threw out, um, you know, COD would probably have been his COD or Warcraft because he said in his competitive days for COD. You know, eight plus hours a day, easy. And I, I thought about that when he said that. I was like, oh, where would Halo fall wait. into that? But I still don't think Halo would touch Elder Scrolls or wait. League count. League, yeah, would count. yeah, League would count. I win. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so League's your answer. <laughs> I was supposed to say, I still think I got more time in Gauntlet than I did in League. Oh, I know I don't. I know, I know. Yeah, you League went far hard. Passes. <laughs> Anything. Yeah, it far surpasses. He was talking eight-hour days. Dude, bitch, I was putting like 12 to 14. Yeah. Yeah, right. And that's how I was with Halo 3, too. But even with that, I I still don't think that compares to um, my Pokemon or, um, uh, yeah, my Pokemon Pokemon time, personally. I wasn't even thinking League until he said Warcraft. Right. Yeah, no, League is by far the game I've put more time into than anything else. Okay. Uh, next one. Uh, where was I? 28. Thank you. Popular series that you hate or dislike. Hey, last of us. I love the show. Show was great, but man, I am very like, I don't see the hype of the, of those two games. They're okay. Mass effect. 
Fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> you I, just hate it because I talk about it. <laughs> I have tried. Okay, here's the thing. I have tried to play Mass Effect 10 different times. Oh, my God. Here's, <laughs> here's the problem. Your first game in your series fucking sucks. I know. <laughs> and if I'm going to play through it, the fucking choices and everything carry over. Yep. So I'm not just going to jump into the second game. I got to play through the first one. That's what this guy did, and that's how he got in the series. Yeah, I know, but he's gone back and since played through it a shitload of times. I mean, that's But fair. here's the thing. In my mind, I have to play the game first. That's fair. Because if I'm going to, if I'm going to try to judge the series honestly... I need to play through it at that experience. That game, that first game, fucking sucks, and you can't tell me that's a good, that's a fun game to play. It's a fun story. It's that, okay. You notice he didn't say it's a fun game to play. The game, <laughs> the game is fucking rough to play. It's I can't hard. say it's, anything because I played it when it was originally came out, so it was fun. Trying to play that game it's in twenty twenty three. No, it's fine. In the Legendary Edition. I don't mind playing it. I do. Do I try to play it like four months ago? That game's rough to play. It's not fun. <laughs> it's okay. I mean, like in terms of gameplay, I would say a fair rating is like what? What do you think? Maybe like a seven out of ten. What would you say? Lower, or higher? based on based on current times and whatnot. Even with the yeah, legendary you, edition, yeah, you got to think. I'm coming from a 2023 perspective, trying to come. I know. Game. I'd probably say closer to five because really? a lot of it's like like I, a lot I, of the gunplay mechanics and stuff are very rough. The abilities aren't terrible. okay. You know what? Yeah, I I can see what you mean. Yeah, I'd okay. go five or six range. Yeah, because yeah, I feel you. because you probably spend way more time in two and three. I so do. in your in your mind, you're you're probably that's bleeding into it. I now, would say because in one grenades are fucking pointless. I mean, it gives it to you, but they're pretty fucking pointless. Gunplay is rough until you have level up whatever weapon you're using. It, it, Abilities aren't bad. The Mako, everyone's aware, is absolutely yeah. fucking terrible. But yeah, it's like, it's just the game. It's one that I keep trying. Like, I sit down and I play it for a few hours and I'm like, okay, let's just get through this so we can go to the next game. And it's hard. It's hard to try to do it. And I, I, every time I haven't been able to make myself go finish going through the first game. So it's like, unfortunately, I have to say, I fucking hate that game because of <laughs> my experience with that series is the first game. And this is also coming from me, who's beat every single game on Insanity. I had to deal with those mechanics on Insanity. Fair. Yeah. If I could ever make it through that game, maybe it wouldn't be the series I hate the most <laughs> or like the, the popular series I hate. Okay. I understand right. it's beloved, but my experience with the game sucks. That's fair. Uh, that Souls fair. games for me. That would be high for me too. I, I'm with you on that one. That would be that would be top five for me. I can play them, but I mean, it's ju I don't enjoy it. Yeah, that that is well. It's like Souls games in general. I don't in, I don't enjoy. So a couple games that Steve threw out here just to, to is he just burning bridges? Yeah, he's just trying to burn bridges further with you and I guess with me too. Who fucking knows Steve. Is. Yeah, <laughs> he he he's a guy I've met through. He's a really cool dude. I like Steve a lot. Uh, he threw out God of War with a winky face. He threw out Rocket League with a winky face. And he also said Gears of War sucks too, which I disagree with on that. As oh, fuck Gears of War too. What? <laughs> Fucking Christ. <laughs> I might have a worse experience with Gears of War than I do. Massively. He does. He really does. <laughs> fucking land party with a bunch of people. Yeah, that spent I've heard about it. I've a thousand hours playing Gears of War 2, and they put the two people who never touched it on the same fucking team. You too. 
What? Was no, it he, you two that was put on the team? No, I was part of the one on people. No, he was two. one of the people that were just laughing their ass off while they insta while they spawn killed oh, us. Oh, okay. Who was the who was the other member of your team? I don't remember. I don't oh, remember that's either. A, that's been a dec more than a decade. I wanna I wanna for some reason I wanna say Nick. It it might have been. Okay. No no, I think he was bi- a big Mass Effect player. It it was someone it was someone else. I don't remember who it was. Oh, okay. It Steve, was rough. Steve does say number one for him, though, in in all seriousness, is Rocket League, though. It's a game of people who can't play a racing game or play FIFA. Okay, well, FIFA sucks. <laughs> he also says League because of the toxicity of the community. Oh, f- fuck, League sucks. Yeah, which that's fair. Nobody who plays League enjoys League. They're just addicted and have nothing... They they haven't found a way to get out of it yet. <laughs> That's fair. I found my way out by by Rocket League. Right. Okay. All right. Let's go to the next one. Game that is severely underrated to you. Okay. This is a game. That, this is what came in my head just because I want to I want to give more attention to this game. Force of Nature Two. Okay. I feel like nobody has seen heard of this game or seen this game. It's. It's Force of Nature 2. It's a sequel to Force of Nature. Uh, but basically, they're the same game. They it's just the it's, game. it's the same game with better graphics and quality of life improvements. Uh, it's a exploration crafting game uh, where you basically explore an island. You go to different biomes and stuff, and you craft. It's ba- it's, a, it's like a 90-10, a 90 time is spent uh, gathering materials around your base and crafting the materials, and ten percent is exploring. Uh, because you have to spend all of the time gathering the resources to craft everything, so that you can go out on an exploration. And I don't know, I I I found that game to be one of the most enjoyable games that I that I've ever played, and it was just a very relaxing experience the entire time. Uh, your dad loved that game. Too. Yeah, he does. He he does love that game. He plays it. Yeah, yeah, I, I I love that game. Uh, mine would be Spectral Force series. Okay. My specific game was Spectral Force Three. It's just a oh, tactics game, which has a nice mechanic of where it has a storyline, but you more or less just do quests as a mercenary group. And the interesting thing about it, the the entire world's in war, and you can choose countries to do missions for. And as you do missions for them, the other countries will start to fall in influence and can be destroyed. And then you'll get special missions to recruit the officers from those countries that have fallen to then add to your mercenary group. Uh, I'm going to take the same approach as uh, you guys. I know you specifically let it off as like a game that you want to get more people's attention on. And it's a game that I just picked up last year, and I still very much enjoy it, but I definitely want to say an uh, underrated game would be um, uh, Ancestors, uh, the Humankind Odyssey. That is a very, very fun game. It's very stressful. It, it's a game that I've been looking at for years. It's yeah. something I might want to play, but I've yet to pull the trigger. That That's how I was, and it finally just went on. I, it kept going on sale, and it goes on sale for like 10 bucks on Xbox, and that's when I finally got it. Uh, I will say it's a very fun game, but it's not a game that you can sit back and relax on. You will be stressed a lot. <laughs> There's so many different things going on with the game that you have to watch out for and do. Um, but yeah, Ancestors, uh, Humankind Odyssey, I definitely think is severely underrated. Made made by the original uh, Assassin's Creed uh, creator, the the OG guy who made Assassin's Creed, uh, made uh, Ancestors, and it definitely shows throughout the game. Uh, guilty Pleasure Game. 
you boys know mine. Sonic 06. <laughs> Unfortunately. <laughs> that glitchy mess. Um, that glitchy mess is a masterpiece in my eyes. <laughs> mobile idol games. That's fair. <laughs> they're, uh, they're a guilty pleasure that I don't enjoy most of the time. Because depending on the one I'm playing, these days I enjoy them. But I have been I have been uh, known to go into a very heavily pay to win mo- like mobile games playing free to play and be like set myself the challenge of get to the top of the leaderboards mm. or at least try. And I got I, I I managed to crack into the top ranks on a few of them, but it's it's hard. But it's like, I just love idle games. I love idle games, and having them on my phone just makes it so easy. Fair. What about you? I don't know if I have a guilty pleasure. I fully accept whatever I'm doing with a game when I choose to play it. Yeah. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah, it's like, I mean, playing idle games in general, it's not really considered a guilty pleasure for most people. The problem is I will download the fucking bottom of the barrel trash that I know is trash going into it, and I'll play six versions of the same game. <laughs> it's, a, it's a copy and paste. The exact same thing, just the, it, the items cost more in one game than the other, or it's a slightly different art style fantasy. I mean, I guess if I had to choose, I guess it would be gotcha games, but even then, I'm not really... Because besides Fate Grand Order, I don't really get hard into any gotcha games. Yeah, see... Imagine imagine playing a competitive idle game that has gotcha mechanics in it. And you're playing free-to-play with all the fucking whales. <laughs> that was my life for two years. <laughs> and you know what? I made it to the... I, I, didn't, I didn't crack the top of the leaderboard, but I made it to the highest competitive rank. <laughs> all right, next one. Uh, game everyone should play. Agris War. You can fuck off. That game sucks. <laughs> <laughs> I can say that. I've played it. Or I, I haven't played all of them. I've played some of it. <laughs> he tried to play the first one because of me. damn, that game is... I don't know how you enjoyed that so much. It's a tactics game with a decent story and an insane... I will say, it's just... It's it's hard to get into if you're not prepared for it. Yes, it is. It's also got an insane storyline with just... There's a true ending to the game, Alex, but the only way to get it, you have to have a fucking guide... Because you're not going to stumble your ass to the true ending. There's no fucking way. A game everyone should play. My actual choice that someone, everyone should play. Omega Strikers. Coming out soon. And they're making sales pitches right now. Uh, let's see. Some of the... I mean, one, one game I've always recommended to people play is... I mean, Divinity Original Sin 2. Yeah. It's like from playing it, it's one of the best games out there. It ha- like I s- said earlier, it's a it's a tactics like CRPG, but the amount of creativity you have in combat is unparalleled uh for most games in the genre. And it's like it's I don't know. It's just a lot of fun. It can be one of the best experiences as a co-op group as well. Of course, like I've said before, I'm very much a sucker for these kind of CRPG co-op experiences. 
Uh, but yeah, I've I've anybody that hasn't played it that has looked at the genre and thinks that might be fun. It's it's like one of the easiest games to get into. It's got very complex mechanics, but getting into them, uh, as long as you kind of follow along when the game is trying to tell you something, as far as how the game works, you can you can kind of ease yourself into it pretty easily. But the the mechanics of it get fairly deep uh, as well. But I always recommend it as someone who hasn't played it but is interested in the genre should absolutely play it. Uh, so one that I would throw out there is more so directed at if you're a fan of this general, you know, universe. Um, but it, to me, I, even if you're not a fan of this style of game, I definitely think you should try it just cause it is free to play and it's very addictive. But I'll throw out Marvel snap. I don't give a fuck. I think, I think everyone should try Marvel. Snap. If you're a fan of Marvel, try Marvel snap. It's awesome. Uh, another one that I want to shout out, but it's not one that I have a big dog in this fight for. I just know for a fact that in this general question, uh, this game is actually the number one game that my, my lady would w- always throw out all the time, Stardew Valley. Uh, that is one that she will always pitch. Stardew Valley should, is fucking amazing. Yeah, that is one where like uh, you know you know, people should always you know try Stardew Valley at some point. So I just wanted to shout that one out. Again, Stardew Valley is a fantastic game. Also, a very it's a very very fun co op experience. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Next up, uh, games that you've played uh, beginning to end more than five times. More than 10 times. Colin Dark Legacy. Colin Dark Legacy. Okay. Uh, the first three generations of Pokemon. Uh, Borderlands 1, Borderlands 2, Borderlands pre-sequel. For both categories. <laughs> uh, let's see. Twilight Princess, uh, for sure. Uh, Marvel Spider-Man, Mass Effect 2, and Mass Effect 3. Pokemon Platinum. Uh, Pokemon Alpha Sapphire. Pokemon Sapphire. Um that's all that immediately comes to mind, but I know there's more. Oh, God, Halo 3. Jesus yep. Christ, Halo oh, 3. Yeah. <laughs> it's like Halo, Halo campaigns, I mean. They, Mostly they, 3. <laughs> yeah, yeah, because 3, as we've said before on the show, Halo 3 was one of those during during uh, the generation where we were playing that game. It was very much if somebody jumped in and was like, play, you were playing multiplayer, and they mentioned they hadn't played the campaign. Yeah. The next thing you did was you after the game finished you went and loaded up a campaign lobby yes. and went and played it or if somebody just felt like playing it they would throw it out there and nine times out of ten everybody would be down for it bingo uh, final fantasy 10 five times okay okay um steve also uh, threw out there uh he's with you original sin 2 is great oh yeah so you guys at least have one thing in common how about that <laughs> so far it's it's been nothing <laughs> Okay, let's see. A game setting you wish you lived in. Pokemon World, for sure. Easy answer. Yeah. Cop-out answer, too. Yeah. But Good go for it, Zach. You look like you're raring to go. Power World. <laughs> yeah, that's even a better answer. Hold on. I revoke my answer. Give me Power World. <laughs> um... Because a lot of the problem is a lot of the world sound a lot of the worlds are really cool. Like there's a lot of stuff going on, but if we're assuming you're just living in that world, it's a fucking nightmare for the everyday person. <laughs> See, that's, that that is so true. 
because I mean, uh, you can't go into these assuming, oh yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna be the special one. At least like Pokemon or something. It's like you have a chance. It's like you could you could show up. You can go fi- You can go somehow yep. capture. You can go to a store and buy a Pokeball if you got the money for it. You can right. catch them on. But some of these other ones, like I mean, at best, you just nothing happens around you. Um. Uh, Uh, I'm not sure, because a lot of these are, I mean. I would be okay living in the Mario universe. That's fair. Especially with how they depicted the Mushroom Kingdom in the movie. That's very fair. It was pretty sweet. Uh, maybe like Xenoblades or something like that. At least those worlds look look pretty cool. Yeah, they got some they got some weird technology and stuff going on in those worlds. Could be okay. could it, even if you were just an everyday person there, probably have some fun with it. Okay. Uh, standalone game or sequel that disappointed you? Oh, you know what world you wouldn't want to live in, Zach? Fucking near. No, <laughs> fuck that. <laughs> That's the worst world to just be an NPC in. <laughs> Something's gonna fucking something's going wrong. Right. Gauntlet Seven Sorrows. For the uh, disappointment. Yes. Okay. Uh, disappointments. Hmm. Halo Four. Well, I was gonna say Halo Five. Well, Halo Five especially, but. I wasn't even uh, high on Halo 4. <laughs> I wasn't the biggest fan of Borderlands 3. Okay. Didn't enjoy that as much. I wish I enjoyed it more. Andromeda. Andromeda. Jesus Christ. What are you laughing about? What you got? I was actually laughing at y'all's Halo Plus stuff. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's definitely going to be up there for Pokemon me. Snap 2. Oh, I forgot that was a thing. I All never, right. I never no, picked that up. Well, new Pokemon Snap, sorry. Yeah, I never even picked that up. The game looks great in terms of visuals, but other than that, a lot left to be desired, you know? From Superman what 64. I was kind of... Uh, stop. <laughs> I was, I was kind of disappointed with Tales of Zillia 2. The game itself, yeah. the game itself is fine, but that's a fine coming off of great. Mm-hmm. So, like, a good game coming after a great game will always feel slightly disappointing. That's a fact. Hence, hence the feedback from Fire Emblem Engage. <laughs> Aliens, Colonial Marines. <laughs> as soon as I heard Alien, <laughs> he knew exactly where you were going. <laughs> I gave John a fucking random mission he had never played and put it on the hardest difficulty. He fucking passed it, no problem. <laughs> I don't know if I saw an alien either. No, there was cool because you cleared a fucking doorway full of them. There might have been some in there, but it was co- like inconsequential. Also, game more people should be aware of. Fucking AVP. Fantastic game. That was a good game. Multiplayer was f- way better than it fucking should have been. Okay, next one. Worst game you've ever played? Aliens Colonial Marine. All right. (laughs) (laughs) This is kind of subjective because it it really depends on personal preference more so bad game. If we're talking strictly like a bad game, like it's very, it's poorly designed, 
I really don't know. I'd have to think about it. But in terms of like the worst game I've ever played where I just did not have a fun experience literally in the slightest outside of maybe designing my character, probably would have to be World of Warcraft. Like, I know it's a great game to people, but I ju- it's not it's not for me. What you got, John? By the same logic, Mass Effect. Oh, my God. <laughs> fuck off. <laughs> you, you set me up for that one. I did. It wasn't even. <laughs> I threw it up for you to spike it. <laughs> it wasn't, that one never entered my head until you started, like, laying out how you were getting, like, you're like, okay, let me let me put this in here like this. Yeah. I'm, yeah. I'm, like, I'm like, fuck, dude, you just described everything I said earlier. God damn it! Brought it back. Brought it back. Uh, honestly, that's that's kind of hard for me because yeah. I've, as, as I've said before, I'm a sucker for down like any little free to play game, whether it be on mobile, Steam, just anything I could find. I'm a sucker for downloading the a lot of these random games. So I've played a lot of just shit. <laughs> <laughs> that's fair. All right, uh, next question. We're near the end. Uh, game you were surprised you liked? Fucking whoa long. Yes! <laughs> I thought I was going to fucking hate that game. That's that's the most notable thing that I can say right now is whoa long. I thought that... We all, leading up to it, you guys were having such a fun time telling me I was going to have to play it. And then it just ended up being a lot of fun. Okay. <sighs> game you were surprised you liked... Uh, what would it be for me? Mm. That is tough. NBA 2K20. <laughs> All right, that's fair. Yeah, that, that that that's very fair and valid for you. God, I really don't know what it mine would be. Um, I guess one that I would throw out there just because more so how many times I've replayed the game since and how high it shot up to my, my favorite games of all time list, whatever, because I really didn't have any experience with the franchise before then. I feel like Fire Emblem Three Houses would work here. I literally just bought it on a whim. Like, I thought the E3 trailer about, like, all the school stuff, like, you know, building up your character. I was like, oh, that looks kind of interesting. I was like, I've never played a Fire Emblem. You know, I've never really dove into them that much. Yeah. So I was like, whatever, we'll try it. You know, I don't do a lot of tactics games either end up falling in love with it. So I would, I would think that would probably fall into this category because, like, again, it's, like, one of my – probably my top ten favorite games of all time in terms of story for sure. Overall, I'd have to think about it just because other things may pop in there just strictly based on gameplay or nostalgia or whatever. But uh, definitely – I would definitely throw that up in there just because I went into it blind. Like, yeah, we'll see how it goes. And now I've played the game, like, six times. So a uh, game you wish you could play for the first time again. Man, there's a lot. There is a lot for me. I really don't even know where to begin on that one. Like, multiple games I've already named in this podcast. Marvel Spider-Man, Red Dead Redemption 2, uh, Mass Effect 3 for sure, Twilight Princess, uh, Oblivion, absolutely Oblivion. I wish I could play that game for the very first time again. Um, You know, I wouldn't even say Skyrim. I would hands down say Oblivion first. Um, Persona 3. That's uh, that's 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 probably a pretty good one for you, yeah. A couple. I mean, I've got a a couple uh, like one. uh, Dragon Quest Twelve, Left for Dead. It's like Dragon Quest Twelve for me, just because of circumstances of I played that game for like six hours or something and then dropped it, 
and then came back and fell in love with it. I would love to have. I would love to be able to go at that in one time from start to finish again. Right. Okay. Uh, and final question. This one I feel like could be pretty easy for all of us. Uh, f- favorite game of all time. Mass Effect Three for me. Oh man, favorite game of all time. TMNT Turtles in Time. Okay. Very good game. Yeah, that's that's a pretty good one there. Uh, for me, when I think about favorite game of all time, I'm I'm kind of I'm kind of looking at like what are some of the best experiences or memories I have with that game. Mm-hmm. And it's it's kind of it's kind of tough because uh, Divinity is up there. Uh, Halo 3 is up there, not necessarily... I mean, Halo 3 is up there for a myriad of reasons the game was great, but yeah. it's also the experience of playing with people, meeting people during that yeah. time. Because uh, that's... I mean, that's where I met Alex. Yeah, true. My other <laughs> choice would be Bioshock 2. I put so much time into Bioshock 2. Uh, so, yeah, those are... Those are two of my favorite games of all time. Then I don't know. Okay. There's there's a ton of games. There's a ton of games that I love. There's a bunch of games. Narrowing it down to like one or one or two games is kind of hard, because, I, like, like I said, I don't think of it as like the game I've played the most, or anything like that. I'm 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 trying to think of what's the most fun I've had playing games. Right. Yeah, Which, and that's kind of. And it, it takes a little thought because trying to trying to think back on games I have fond memories of from older versus. Nowadays, like the most fun I've had playing a game in like the last year or so, year or two, might be Tales of Arise. That that was just some of the most pure fun I've had sitting down playing a game. Right. Like in years, probably. Okay. Well, that wraps it up for the questions. Long episode. Yes. I'm going to speed run the weekly wrap-up. Go for it. All right, so the first thing we got in the weekly wrap-up here is we have uh, God of War Ragnarok did get its new game plus finally. That actually looks pretty sick with the stuff they did add to the game. I am looking forward to doing a boot-up of that here sometime soon. Uh, Still talking about Sony. Sony's apparently working on a new handheld codenamed the Q-Lite. Apparently, it's just a a remote play device, uh, which is severely disappointing, but not surprising in terms of Sony. I don't think they're willing to make the jump into a new standalone handheld console like a PS Vita 2 or another PSP or whatever they would be. It's almost what they're doing. They're just taking the the standalone game aspect out of it. Yeah. it's basically half of a Vita. <laughs> yeah, basically. Uh, and then a little update with the whole Xbox and uh, Activision Blizzard thing. Jim Ryan gets unbelievably dramatic in court. There was a statement that was pulled in one of the latest things that came out where he basically said that if this deal goes through and Microsoft would, let's say, release a degraded version of Call of Duty onto PlayStation consoles, uh, would lead to a large domino effect of one thing or to another and ending with, quote, our business would never recover. Shut the fuck up. That's that's the biggest crockpot full of shit I've ever heard. Jim Ryan's just desperate at this point. This is legit beyond pathetic at this point. Just let, let's let this die. Let this be over with. 
Uh, next up with Jedi Survivor, we are getting some previews coming out. It's improved in every way. There's five different combat combat stances, blaster, lightsaber combos, flying mounts, Rambler's uh, Reach Hub, where you can recruit characters, get quests, and town building mechanics, and then improved cosmetics customization, which I have actually seen a lot of videos on the cosmetics customization. Overall, everything apparently about the game is far superior than people were even initially thinking. I know I saw the PC gigabyte amount where it was like 155 gigs. I mean, it's a good sized game. Um, so I did recently watch a couple of lore videos in the first game. So I'm completely caught up on everything that happened. I'm, I've got a pre-order in for Survivor and I'm pretty f excited to play it. Uh, still talking about EA here, though. Uh, EA announced that Alice Elysium, uh, Asylum, sorry, uh, won't be happening after a decade of failed development. I actually forgot this was a game in development until this news came out. They basically gave up the license. The license float now, and they just completely shifted all work on it. I forgot there was even work being done on this game. Uh, Joseph Stanton of the head of Halo Infinite, Halo Infinite is now leaving Microsoft. He did come out and talk about that, that uh, he's going to be moving on to other things. We'll talk about just a shit show Halo Infinite has been. Uh, Microsoft has also been banning emulators on the series. For anyone that does not know, those were able to be downloaded, whether if you were in dev mode or not. Uh, and it seems they're being banned simply because of Nintendo Ninjas, because people are using them, obviously, to play current Nintendo titles. It's you know That's kind of the big holdup at this time. Uh, Konami is set to expand with a focus on game development. They've uh, got a huge construction layout for a whole new building over in Japan that will solely focus on like motion capture and stuff like that. So it's good to see Konami's actually truly getting back into the gaming space. You know, we got they have some things coming out here over the next like year or so, but them actually getting back into it's pretty sick. Uh, and then Nintendo and uh, uh, Dina has launched Nintendo Systems, a joint venture designed to create new tech and services. Hopefully that means a better online service. That'd be sweet. And the last thing is Western Digital is releasing a new Xbox expandable storage card set to be cheaper than Seagate. That is big news because as of now, because of the uh, storage card that Microsoft went with for the Xbox Series, Series, there is quite literally no other options other than the Seagate option. Meanwhile, PlayStation 5, of course, goes with just a standard SSD, and you can buy so many different kinds of options, including ones that doesn't have the heat sink, and you can buy your own heat sink, etc. Uh, Xbox has been very limited, so that's finally getting some competition on the market. So that is a good thing there. So that's everything for the weekly wrap-up. Uh, boys, any last thoughts on anything? No, not really. You? Nope. All right, hit the music. Let's get out of here. All right. Like, comment, subscribe, rate, whatever your platform allows. If you've been watching us all the way, thank you very much. And hit that subscribe. And see you next week. Bye. Well, not next week, actually. We're off. Yep. So not Break next week. Break next week, yep. All right. Uh, do everything he said and more. And if you made it to the end of this one, this is a bit of a longer show, but thank you very much. Uh, and if, if you want to see us again, we do these normally every Saturday, but we'll, we won't be here next Saturday. But uh, come see us a week after, uh, Saturday, about 6 p.m. Central Time. Uh, we'll be here. Thank you. Yeah, we should be chatting about, uh, I think, Dead Island 2. Uh, you know, you'll have Ghostwire Tokyo, maybe some Minecraft Legends. I think it'll be a pretty fun time here a couple weeks from now. Uh, you can also check us out at our website, sparkthrough.com. You have it for free. It's not five bucks a month. Check out Rogue Energy, Agent Inc., join the Discord, all that stuff. Uh, until next time, guys, have a good one. Bye.